You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I am thrilled that you're here. You're going to be glad that you listened today because today's episode, it's one of my favorite kind. It's it's a testimony from a church member. Today, I have Heather Geringer with us. Um, Heather is very special to me. She was in eighth grade when God brought me here as a youth minister, and I've had the joy of watching uh, just God work in Heather's life and watching Heather serve Jesus. And you know, now you're a, a wife and a mom of two, and Heather, you're a very faithful part of our church family. You're a real blessing to us. So thanks for being with us today for the podcast. Thank you. Uh, Heather, your testimony is a Celebrate Recovery testimony, but it's an unusual one because I want the church family who's listening to the podcast today to know so you, you've never had an addiction to alcohol. You never had an addiction to drugs. Um, you've been blessed in the Celebrate Recovery ministry, but precisely the reason I ask you to come share your testimony is because God, God has done a great work in your heart, but you're not, you don't fit the bill for what our average church member would think would be a reason for them to go to Celebrate Recovery. And I'm constantly trying to say, hey, Celebrate Recovery is for our hurts, our habits, and our hangups. You know, I mean, everything from depression, anxiety, workaholism, your relationship with people, your relationship with food, with self-esteem, and a thousand other things, right? It's not just for our sisters and brothers who are battling with drugs and alcohol. Well, you've got a great testimony, so let me set it up, and I'll let you tell it. So you entered Celebrate Recovery, the Rooms of Recovery at Carterville, um, following your husband. So Matt is a friend of mine. Um, and you know, Matt was in fact shared his testimony a couple weeks ago. And he said, you know, I, I was a drunk. I was battling an, an addiction to alcohol. And uh, I went into Celebrate Recovery to try to save my marriage. Because as anybody can imagine, you know, in, in, in that path, marriage was tough. Family life was tough. Life was tough, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so Matt goes to Celebrate Recovery, and at some point, Matt says, hey, I really want my wife to go with me. Heather, will you come with me? You're not a drug addict. You're not an alcoholic. But Matt's saying, Heather, I want you to come with me. So will you pick up the story from there? Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I was definitely, uh, I, I thought that that's why I was there. Um, and in the beginning, it was. And I was very angry and had a lot of hurt and um, and pain um, to work through. And I found ladies there that actually just sat with me in my pain and let me talk and scream and cuss sometimes um, (laughs) and didn't kick me out. Um, And, you know, really let me work through that. Um, Just just from the the community of it, just being honest and and being able to say what I felt. Um, And then as as I got through the pain part and started um, things started to change in there and I started to realize that it was um, it was work that was supposed to I was doing work on myself so is it um, would it be fair to say that when you went in you thought okay I'm not here for me I'm correct. here for my my husband needs to change yes. and I'll be a good wife and come if it's going to help him change that's exactly it was probably a little harsher than that but that's exactly <laughs> what went through that I was doing that for him right um definitely but um you know that that's where you start when you start working those steps and start looking um at all your character defects and actually looking at yourself which is not fun to do um but that program makes you kind of take an inward look and and see everything see what god sees and these people, what was cool is in these rooms, these people, 
you say everything to them and they love you anyway. And it's, it's, it's a cool mirror of, you know, God's love for us when you can say all your nasty stuff, you know, throw out everything. And these people know you, I mean, up and down and they still care about you. It's, it's a super honest version of Christianity. Yeah. I say it's the most honest room in the church. For sure. And that's what's so cool about it. Cause for people like me, you know, we weren't going to church before this. So people like me that kind of have a, oh, church is just really surface level. Everybody just smiles and says they're doing good. And, you know. Everybody pretends that everything is fine. Everything's fine. And um, so this was really refreshing because anybody that knows me knows I just say whatever, you know, um, which it wasn't always nice um, working on that. But so it was really refreshing to me to be in a place where that was like, oh, everybody's doing that, you know, Um, really different for church to me. So in the process of recovery, um, you know, you, as you, as you go to the group and, you know, in the large group, now we have worship in those days, we didn't have worship, which, you know, kind of opening talk, you know, the, the theme, the topic, you know, for every week. And then you would go into your share groups and, you know, you're sort of working through these the steps of recovery, but you're also just sort of opening your heart and saying, Hey, this is my experience right now. This is what I'm, and you're leaning on, on the spirit of God, on Christ, on the people in the room, on the process that people are learning together. And you're starting to reveal some of the things that are going on on the inside, right? So in the beginning, you went to help Matt. Uh, but part of your testimony is that there was some internal change for you. I mean, you, you were pleasantly surprised that God actually did some really great work yeah. in Heather's heart. Will you tell us what, what God did for you? Yeah, so, you know, as far as Matt goes... Um, that's this recovery is so weird. Like I was telling you before is that you you can't really explain to people like when things happen or how it works. Like it's just, it's weird. Just over time, if you work the process, it just does. If you go, it just does. Um, and so I don't know when it happened, but I did look up one day and I had forgiven Matt, um, which was not something that I could do in my own power because I didn't want to. And, you know, and plus I have pride issues, which is another thing I learned about myself. (laughs) Um, but I looked up and, and God had done enough work in my heart that I forgave Matt. Um, you know, and we started on the mend there. Um, so that was a big, you know, that was when I first noticed that God was actually doing work on my heart. And then, you know, the other things that I've not always been the most positive person in the world. Um, and, you know, real outspoken, but not necessarily in the most positive ways and, um, really judgmental about people that are going through things and, you know, just pull your pants up and make better decisions, you know, and, um, and, and God is actually, it's been the weirdest thing too, because it's not like I'm looking at other people just trying to be nice, you know, like where you're like, no, I'm going to be a nicer person, (laughs) you know, you're not coaching yourself (laughs) to be kind. It's, it's not like that. Like I actually look at people and feel differently. You are experiencing a legitimate, legitimate internal change. Yeah. And um, it's weird because, you know, you think, well, I'll just, you know, like it's like the church change where you're just going to be nicer. You right. know? I have to pretend to be nice yeah. even on the inside. I don't love my neighbor any better than right. I did yesterday. Right. But that's not your experience. Like no. You really are internally being changed by God's spirit to love your neighbor better. Yeah. And, and to understand, you know, when you go through something like, we have, I mean, and you see all the changes that God can make in other people, you do start to understand grace because that's another one of those church words that's like, yes, God's grace. Mm-hmm, <laughs> that's good. right. That's right. You know, but it, you don't understand it until it's like 
until you've seen it, until yeah. you felt it. And um, man, when you when you see all that and what he's done, and other people, it's it's hard not to give give people grace and start to look at others differently when they're struggling. Yeah. So Heather, you know one of the one of the things that's important to me is just to speak clearly to the church that I can say to the church, hey, listen, celebrate recovery ministry on Sunday nights, four thirty. It's a good entry point for believers uh, or unbelievers, honestly, who are ready to come to the Lord with their hurts, habits, and hangups when they're really ready to start trying to live the abundant life. And for for some of them, that will be uh, hurts, habits, and hangups that have been dealt to them through you know, addiction or workaholism or perfectionism or, uh, or what have you. But for some of them, um, those are hurts, habits, and hangups that have been dealt to them just along the way you know, from not dealing with what's inside. So with you in the room, I just want to ask you, um, how do you see Celebrate Recovery being helpful to men and women in our church who are where you are, who are looking up saying, not an alcoholic, not an addict, why should I go there? Yeah. Um, so again, that's, that's kind of what I thought, um, of myself period was I've got this, you know, I'm, I'm good. I don't need God's help. I'm, I do things right. I make good decisions. I'm, you know, I'm good. Um, but when you really take an honest look at yourself, you have issues. And if you say you don't, then you have a pride issue. <laughs> um, cause I've been there too. Um, but, you know, like things for me, like control and pride are, are big. And you don't think of that. People may not think of that when they think of recovery. But that's what I have to work on the most in there. Um, and that's also been one of the, the most um, freeing things to me from recovery is to realize that I'm not in control of my life. And I can't control my life or, or other people. And um, being able to actually freely give control up to to God has been the man has been so much nicer, <laughs> which, which that's the, if, for those who are listening, that's the first three steps of recovery process mm-hmm. is, yep. is basically to recognize your lack of control and give it over to the Lord. Yep. And that in turn, I mean, you know, it makes it where you, these steps, it doesn't seem like it, but you actually start building a real relationship. So if I think recovery's, if you want an actual relationship with God, it's a good place to start, um, Again, I, it's weird to tell you how it happens, but man, I know for me, when I started started doing recovery and started actually working the steps and um, started a daily focus and just focused my life differently as far as actually saying a prayer or listen to a podcast and have your daily focus on God, man, things started changing quickly. It wasn't like it took, you know, years for God to be like, hey, there you are again, you know. So, So it happened fast and there was no like formal meeting, like you didn't have a... I mean, it wasn't some big breakfast table moment where you looked at Matt and said, you know, honey, I forgive you. I mean, it was no big family meeting or date night or on this date. We're going to, it's just, you watched and God changed your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't a moment where God taught you to love your neighbor without hypocrisy, where you're not having to pretend, but you really were starting to care differently for people. It just, it just started to happen. Um, is that accurate? Heather? Yes. Yes. Well, I would encourage, you know, church family, listen, I would, I for me, vision casting, I mean, I would love to see our church to be blessed in the next three years, five years, 10 years, um, as the rooms of recovery are able to offer more recovery growth and, and, and discipleship 
to brothers and sisters who are struggling with you know perfectionism or workaholism, anxiety, depression, you know addictions of any kind, you know gaming addictions, workaholism, what have you. Um, but Heather, if you were going to put names on the things that you think God has helped you recover from, what would be the names that you gave those things? Um, so I do have panic attacks and anxiety and those, I mean, I still struggle and we're all going to still struggle with everything. I think God does that on purpose, um, so that we stay reliant on him, but uh, things have definitely eased off in the anxiety and panic attack department because I feel like, because I've given up control. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's been one thing, um, and just my biggest, the biggest thing that God's done for me is just changed my heart as, as far as, um, you know, others are concerned. I mean, the way that I relate to other people and the way that I feel about other people and, um, and my husband too, he just happens to get, get some of that too, you know. It's been a blessing to your marriage. It's, our, it's interesting to me because, you know, per Matt's testimony, hey, he went to Celebrate Recovery as an attempt to save his marriage. And what he would tell you is, I want to make my wife happy. You know, hey, look, I'm working on this, right? Yeah. And the reality was, uh, God really did save your marriage. Yeah. Uh, but just not the way, in a surprising way, right. in a richer in more real way than anybody ever imagined. Yeah, for sure. Because, um, and I remember vividly Matt asking me, don't you believe God can save our marriage? And I said, I sure do. I just don't know if I want him to because of, it was pride sure. in me. Um, but he did, you know, he did save, which it, it took work from both of us. Right. Um, it wasn't overnight, but he did, he did save, restore our marriage um, to what he, he wanted us to have originally that we never had. Yeah. Um, and Matt and I have both learned lots of tools in that program to, to better communicate with each other yeah. and relate to each other. You know, you're talking about marriage for a minute. And one of the things that Sean has taught me over the years is that a huge part of recovery process is healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, um, a lot of our hurts, habits, and hangups, um, they result in us trying to live all alone or in a, in a pride palace by ourselves or ashamed but they separate us from healthy relationships. And really the recovery process reconnects us to God first and then puts us in a position where we can have healthy relationships, real ones, where we're not right. having to be fake. And I'm glad your marriage has felt that. And I would love to see hundreds of marriages in our church, in our city, experience that too. So church family, as we wrap up this podcast, I just want to encourage you, um, I mean, if you're on the fence about Celebrate Recovery, but you have thought, you know, I, I may give this a try. I'm telling you, give it a try. And maybe for some of you, you're where Heather was, where you think, you know, um, I don't have anything that needs to be. You may. Maybe you do. I bet you do. <laughs> and I, I laugh with Heather because that's one of the things that um, that we've learned around here is if you consider the list of all the hurts, habits, and hangups that bring us into the rooms of recovery and you look up and you say, nope, not me. I've got it all together. You probably need help more than anybody. <laughs> You're just not ready for it yet. Yeah. But Heather, hey, thanks a ton for being with us. Your story means the world to me. It's been awesome to see what God's done in your life. I appreciate you being willing to share. 